Good day, internet. Friends from the internet. This is Liam from Soren Cantorian. How are you? I hope you're doing very, very well. Um, we've got a new episode. This is episode five. I, I kept calling it episode four, so we've had to re-record this a few times. Professional. Um, this episode is with Simon Gallagher, an amazing friend of mine and Craig's. He's a wonderful human being. Um, you name a band, he's probably worked with that band in some capacity um, throughout his, what, 20-year career, I guess, in music. Um, he started as a promoter in Glasgow, worked his way up and started tour managing bands, bought some gear and a van, um, and then started promoter repping for some fantastic big names in the industry. Um, he's also probably the best-smelling man in music ever right now. Um, if you know him, you know exactly what I'm talking about. He has a fantastic smell about that man. Um, he's now responsible for the f fantastic, again, fantastic smells at 2204 Candles, which we'll stick a link in the uh, bio somewhere for this as well, so you can go and find them. Um, anyway, please enjoy. This is Talking Touring, episode five. Evening, gentlemen. Yes, hey, mate. Hey. <laughs> Simon Bloody Gallagher. <laughs> the one and the only. How are we doing? Oh, shit, my... Hang on. Don't let my camera's on. Hold on. Show us that beautiful face. that face. Oh, yeah, there, there, there he is. No. Swipe right, swipe right. You know it. <laughs> oh, I love it. How are you, mate? I'm, uh, I'm, I am not bad, mate. I'm a solid nine out of ten. Um, right. Obviously, uh, everything everything factored in. Thing, things are not bad, mate. Things are not bad. Roof over my head, um, food in the cupboard, busy enough to get me by and keep me focused. Um, yeah, it's cold as a witch's tit in a brass drought. <laughs> it's like, mate, honestly, I think it's like minus fucking seven. Um, what? Mate, that honestly, is fucking mad. It's like you go for a piss and it's like an ice pole. It's, <laughs> it's fucking mental. But no, oh. I mean, it, yeah. <laughs> but um, overall, everything's really, really good, mate. How's, how's things with you guys? All right? Fantastic. That is probably the most positive opening to a podcast we've ever had. That was fantastic. That's really, really good. Uh, I'm all right. Yeah, not bad. I'm sick and tired of being stuck in a house all the time now. I'd fucking, yep. I don't know, kill a dog to go and do a show at this Whoa. point. Or maybe yep. not kill a dog. That's a bit much. <laughs> I'd, I'd do a lot of things to go and do yeah. a show at the minute. You, yeah, questionable things to, to facilitate a live show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. maybe that's a little bit too far. But you know what I'm saying? It's, it's been too long now, I think. It's been far yeah. too long. I just want to get back out there and do some shows. When was yeah. your last show, Simon? Um, my last show was with Oh Wonder at um, Shepherd's Bush Empire in blah, 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 probably end of February, start of March, I think. Right um, so you, you yeah. managed to work right up to the uh, the shutdown. Yeah, kind of in, in fact, um, um, in fact, yeah, um, in fact, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was either the first or second week of March. Um, yeah. It was, it was like right up to the wire. I think the last show was on 
the Monday, and then the lockdown came in a week on the Wednesday, yeah. So I went from there, I went up to Glasgow for a bit, and literally mm -hmm. I was on the train back, everybody was going, it's all going into lockdown. Just like, turn around. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I was, um, I, I was fairly lucky, mate. I had a busy start to the year, I mean, I was consistently busy right up until the event. Right, that's, yeah. that's obviously it. Yeah. But, yeah, obviously, as we know, everything's a mess at the moment. Absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's, it's getting a bit boring, definitely. <laughs> yep. Um, I mean, it's one of the ones who, who, who knows what, what, what the, I guess, what the, the end result's going to be, when things are going to go back, what form they're going to go back. Obviously, there's going to be lots of changes, lots of yeah. things getting done differently from, from all angles, like logistically, yeah. financially. I think it's one of the ones, I think... Everyone's in for a bit of a change. I, I kind of welcome that change. I like things being shaken up. I'm with up. you on that. Think, I'm um, with you on that. And for all that, I think a lot of folks say that, oh, I love the music industry and I love working in music and blah, blah, blah. It still very, very much can take its toll on people, something mm -hmm. that I think a lot of people are reluctant to admit. So maybe, maybe in a way, this is a side effect change that we maybe need for folk to go, you know what, I'm going to be a bit nicer or I'm going to reply to that email differently because I don't know what somebody's thinking. I remember yeah. when I was at home and I wasn't feeling great, somebody, I don't know, didn't say hi. They just said bland and, and it made me feel X. I think, I think people would tap a lot into yeah. how they felt during these lockdowns and maybe they'll correct cert certain ways of how they act in I regards so. to others. I I am worried that people are going to forget how hard this is, though. Like, this moment right now when we're all locked down and we're not able to do gigs, and I just really hope when we go back to it, people don't go, oh, I remember how I used to behave. Let's let's rush back to being a bellend. Yep, yeah, I'm, 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 <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I think... Um, I don't know. I think it'll have the ripple effect. I think people will see, um, and those at the top will probably lead by example. Yeah, and I, I think so. that then it, it, it will start to ripple out. Um, I, I, de I definitely think it will die off as time goes on. However, I think that there'll be quite a long-standing um, element of change, if you will. I yeah, think, I don't I think, think it's going to be forgotten overnight kind of thing. No, I, think. All, I, hope, I fucking hope not anyway. <laughs> no, I mean, first of all, I think there'll be um, a, mass, um, a mass sense of relief um, and, and celebration, if you will. You know, it'll be folk are just so happy to be back on shows, back doing what they love. Um, and I think there'll be an, an element of that will override potentially what perhaps could have been, I say, an issue, maybe even a major issue, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and, yeah. and, and I'm not saying it's going to be, oh, no, I forgot a monitor desk. Oh, it's all right, we've got a gig. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, I mean, <laughs> obviously, it's, it's, it's not going to be of that level, but maybe something like, I don't know, the catering assistant slept in. It, it, now it may well be off, mate. Look, it's all right. We'll work with it, you know, blah, blah, blah. They're going to be here in an hour. It's all good, as yeah. opposed to before. Somebody may have been, oh, like fuck's sake. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. On the phone to the caterers, emailing the promoter with everyone on CC. You know, <laughs> when it's five to six. And, I mean, I'm, Craig, I'm, I'm only going by Liam's example. <laughs> yeah. <time> <laughs> you know? I, I fucking love an email to 
Adam wrote with everyone on coffee. It's my favourite. <laughs> Red in bold italics <laughs> quotes. <laughs> see below the last chain. I mean, everyone's been there. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. But like, I think you've got a very good point there. That is definitely the way that we should, we should all be behaving with each other on tour at all times. Because even without COVID in mind, that's we're all in the same boat. We're all doing the same job. We're there for the same reason. That's definitely the way we should approach it. And I think... That's actually something with you, Sam, which you've always had a very good approach to that whenever I've worked with you, is that everyone's kind of on the same level with the same amount of respect rather than just being like, right, you do your fucking job or go home. It's not that, like that. That's, 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 that's always been my take, Liam. I mean, I met, yeah. obviously, I, I came from like lifting boxes, being crew, started doing running mm-hmm. work, started tour managing, started repping. And like, t- to me, it doesn't matter if if you own the building or if you're on the guy in the building cleaning the toilets and emptying the bins, it, it doesn't matter to me. At the end of the day, everyone, everyone's there to contribute to making the show happen, you know? Um, and it's one of the ones, the doors can't open if, if the, the person at the top hasn't blown the whistle, but the doors also can't open if all the bins are lying full. Yeah, so, yeah. so everyone's job, regardless of how they're viewed, is as important. And that's always been my take, mate, because 100%. I remember the people and I would be loading or this or that, and they would say, oh, look, there's a bottle of water, a can of Coke, or do you want a bit of catering? There's a sandwich mm-hmm. left over. I remember all of that stuff. And now... Certainly, when I'm out on these on shows and tours and whatnot, um, pr- providing that it's got everyone's blessing, if there's like that facility to do that, I will always try and make sure that everyone's looked after. Or if somebody's, if, if, if somebody's got a problem, you know, I mm-hmm. say to them, "Are you all right? You know, blah blah blah. How can we fix it? What's the solution? Yeah, you, you know, mate, because it's one of the ones. Um, I think a lot of people, even on shows, are sometimes reluctant to actually say, "Look." I'm having a bit of a hard time, or this has yeah, happened, absolutely. or that's yeah, or the classic. That. Um, I've 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 made this mistake. Hmm. That's such a hard and, one. Yeah, definitely to own up to something and say like uh, I fucked up a bit here. This is absolutely my fault. We need to get it fixed. It's very mate, very easy to just shift it onto someone else and pretend like you didn't yeah. know. Oh, I mean, and, and it's one of the ones. Um, as I like, if, I guess everyone's human. As soon as somebody comes to me and said, um, "Can I have a word?" I've made a mistake. I'll go like that. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. straight away, I'm 50% of the way there because 100%. they've said, because they've said instantly, I've, I've made a mistake. Obviously, if mm-hmm. it's if it's a mistake that's not going to allow the show to happen, <laughs> then well, then we, we sail into those waters as and when, and yeah. the approach might be a tad different. Thankfully, that's not happened to me yet yeah. Um, yeah. Over, the, over the course of 20 years of doing gigs. But um, as I say, straight away, somebody says to me, um, blah blah blah, X Y or Z. I'm like that. Okay, what's the solution? Let's work that out. And then, mm-hmm. obviously, if there is kind of um, a bit of backpedaling or whatever to do, that can happen as and when. To me, my attitude is the show has to happen, and there's no point in like going through people and and like whoever feeling anxious and on edge. It just creates a bad energy for the show. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. If somebody comes in and it's the seventh time that day that they <laughs> fucked something up, obviously there comes a point where you go, right, sweetheart, we need to have a bit of a chat here and yeah. you need to get your finger out. Obviously, there's definitely a line, but in that initial, uh, even even like the Kate and assistant, if somebody comes in and goes, listen, I forgot to book X, Y, or Z or blah, 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 then it's like, 
all right, okay, cool. And it's straight away, how, how do we, f- what, what scales the problem on and how do we fix it? The sooner you can address those issues as well, the sooner that you can actually get as many people involved as possible to fix it. Exactly. Absolutely, Craig. Absolutely. Um, I'm I'm very much um, one one of the ones where if somebody comes with something like that, and nobody do I I ever try and hide it. I'm always completely transparent, but I keep it contained. Like if it's something that that multiple other people don't need to know, then there's there's no point in voicing it. Absolutely. If if I am. I don't know, I'd say the runner has gone to the wrong hotel and then he goes, oh, blah, 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 I'm going to be 20 minutes and I can go, all right, okay, that's fine, mate. Um, I'll maybe like tell the production manager and if they go, it's absolutely fine, don't worry about it, then that's cool. Then there's no need for me mm-hmm. to tell the promoter, the agent, the tour manager, that there's, there's just no need for it. You know, obviously, if, if it's something a bit more sinister or something of a bigger scale, then you might need to go, if it's something that impacts financially that can potentially yeah. land on other people, then there might need to be a bit of a whip round and go, by the way, X, Y, and Z, but as I say, it's one of the ones I always try and keep it as contained as I can. I guess, I guess it's, it just happens. Some people thrive on the drama of it. Um, and yeah, yeah. from from my perspective, my life's exciting enough. The shows I do are exciting <laughs> enough without without adding fuel to the fire, shall we say? Definitely, hundred percent. I mean, it's um. Oh, I've completely lost my train of thought there, and I think we've lost. Has Craig come back? Have you lost yourself there, Craig? Sorry, boys, I lost you for a moment there. I'm back. Oh, now. there we oh, go. Back. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I thought you'd gone on strike. <laughs> Just completely. I've had enough of this. All <laughs> <laughs> this talk of touring. <laughs> I know he'd, 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 he'd get an email from the union saying his time was up, and that yes, was that's that. it. <laughs> the thing yeah. is, I, I don't have anyone to complain about my internet to anymore, so I just have to suck it up and get on with it now. <laughs> oh, that's a. Uh, that's, that's not a deal. We, Craig, you can complain to us. Our ears yeah. are open. I don't know what we can do <laughs> Absolutely. to help. Absolutely. My favourite um, complaint I've made was in a French venue uh, about the Wi-Fi. They just had gone down, all day had gone down. And I went and spoke to someone in the morning. I was like, the Wi-Fi's not working. Is there someone around who can reset it or reboot it? Or is there a different one we need to use? And they just went, oh, yeah, it's not working because it's it's broken. That was it. Was like, I mean, it's... it's, it's uh, okay. It's, <laughs> It's, it's a fairly standard reply for a venue in France, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. You know, it's at that. Especially when you see Wi-Fi on the settlement at the end and you're like, wait a second. <laughs> yep, Three, 300 euros for Wi-Fi this <laughs> <laughs> right. an office phone that I never used. What are you yeah, talking yeah. about? Yep, and, and where all the crew smoked all day long, even though we asked them 14 times to stop. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> They'd known for months they weren't supposed to smoke in there. I, I know, it's that. like... Yeah, line three on the rider, bold italics. Yep. There's no missing, is there? <laughs> Simon, so as 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 a TM and a promoter rep, I've got a question that that is that I, I need to know the answer. And it's like you've worked that I know of out on a lot of shows that were defining for artists' careers, probably both as a tour manager and an artist rep. And that feeling after a great show, what do you like? What's a better feeling as a promoter, promoter to go to the promoter and say, That was a fucking success, everything went well? Or is it nicer to be told as a TM, Well done, guys, you did a great show, and then pass that information on to the band and management if you had to choose? 
Um, I think it's, it's it's a very very interesting question, Craig. Um, it's it's kind of twofold. Um, obviously, when you're with a band, the I guess the the end kind of goal is to go with the band to the top, to be going, mm -hmm. I don't know, we want to headline the O2 or Wembley Stadium. So every time you get told, that was a great run, that was a great gig, it's almost like you're a bit closer to it. Mm -hmm. So that's, it's obviously an absolutely great feeling and you bond with the band and blah, blah, blah. However, <clears throat> on the other side, when, when the promoter says to you, that was a great show, or that was a great tour, well done, blah, blah, blah. Straight away you think, okay, that's great, I'm potentially going to get other opportunities within the company, yeah. from this promoter. Mm -hmm. um, like, and, and I guess just, I guess it's just both kind of climbing the ranks, almost like an, an, a parallel duo. But it's, it's very, very similar. For me, the, the feeling of um, satisfaction is um is de definitely the the same. Um, mm -hmm. it's 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 just nice to be told. I mean, um, it's, it's always nice to be told you've done a good job as yeah. well, isn't it? Absolutely, mate. Um, yeah. absolutely. Um, I guess I'm very fortunate in that um, a lot of the artists that I've worked with, and certainly all of the promoters that I work with, are very very good at that. They're all very very positive and yeah. praiseworthy. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you mess something up, you'll be the first to know. Oh yeah. However, um, I I do know of like other people in the industry who, even if you do a stellar job, they they, they literally just won't say a thing. They'll, oh, they'll view it as a, yeah. They'll, yeah. they'll view it as a funeral that you only hear if something goes wrong. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Whereas, like as I say, I'm very very fortunate in that a lot of the people who I work with will say, "Look, that was great." And I mean, as you say, it's nice to be told. It's nice for morale. It spurs everyone on. <clears throat> I mean. I'll always, always thank the crew, thank the runner, like make sure that I shake hands with everyone before I leave. Um, Pre-COVID. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It's, not, it's all, all elbow bumps and waves now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, just, just, to kind of, just to make sure that everyone's leaving on good energy. Obviously, if the day's been exceptionally challenging, then it will just be, all oh, right, I see you later. You yeah, know, I'm, I'm, I'm done never, kind of thing. I'm, I'm, we can I'm, walk away now, yeah. Of course. Like, I'm never going to falsify anything. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not like me, but I will always make sure that it's at least left with positive energy in the room, you know? And I think that, that definitely rubs off from the promoters that I've seen who will come in mm. and go, Blah blah blah, you know, great, 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 and and then be it either that night or else if they send you an email saying thanks a lot, you know, this was a good tour, or maybe I know mm -hmm. this was a challenging tour. If there's been loads of production, or if there's been maybe the artist has I guess broken whilst they were in smaller venues, and it's been pretty intense and full yeah. on. Yeah. Um, so and and it's it's just nice to acknowledge for those kind of things. As I say, definitely people that I work with, they have eyes on the ground. Like they they can tell straight away um, if like, you've if you've grafted to make sure that everyone's been happy. Yeah. Mm. I think those challenging days though as well sometimes are well not even sometimes I'd say all the time actually are probably the most rewarding days that you can have. There's been sometimes like on tour I remember being in I think it was in Norway for a festival and we'd hit loads of traffic, we were in a bus, we were running out of driver hours, we were pulling into the festival, we were you know 3 or 4 hours late, we were basically running straight to the stage with all the gifts. Throw and go. Throw and go, yeah, with it like with a hip-hop act. We've got, like, keys and a full band and everything and track going on. Uh, throwing it all together and it just being one of the hardest days on tour that I've ever had. 
but afterwards it was like this at this sense of accomplishment and achievement was it surpassed all the negative energy mm -hmm. for the entire day it was yep. amazing yep no uh, Liam I, I couldn't agree anymore mate um Absolutely. I think everyone has been there, as you say. You're running late. Your driver's running out of hours. Like you're, you're literally getting to the festival, mm -hmm. not even putting on your laminates and throwing your gear onto the stage. Yeah. Monitor guys desperately trying to do a patch. The sound guys like that snare, and the snare's not even on the bloody stand. <laughs> yeah. yet, you know, it's like it's, it's one of those. You know, and you're like that. But then, as soon as the show's done, you've packed down. You go and you sit in Catering and you go. Fuck me, what a carry on, but it's all been worth it. The yeah, band's 100%. playing, and I, and I find that the bands that normally have a better sex, they're thriving off that energy. I was going to say the exact same thing. Yeah. We need to go bang. I mean, yeah. I've, I've done a good couple of shows at that when I was with Let Live. Um, oh, I bet, I bet. Just, we, we did this mad festival run in 2014. It was, it was at the start of David across Europe. It literally was. I should dig out the routing, to be honest. Um, and obviously, I get that you're doing a festival someplace. You need to do off shows elsewhere. Like, I, 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 com I completely yeah. get it. It's in no way I dig at, um, at, at the actual routing of it. But it was highly unfortunate from a mm -hmm. logistics perspective, yep. shall we say. <laughs> I think summer is, is a lot like that. That for a lot of bands and I can imagine actually not knowing um, Jason from Let Live personally but from seeing him on stage I can imagine he's the kind of person who thrives on that like edge of your seat energy of like risk and thrill and mate, Liam if, if I'm honest mate um, Jason did all the bands did myself yep. Cara Shaw Scott Howarth Matt Pingeli all the crew that we had Kiz Lewis um, everyone that ever worked for that band that's how we all operated. Uh, our mentality was, fuck, this has to happen. Yeah. And as I say, so many of those shows um, that, that we would do, and we would just get there and go, this is how it's going. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and every single time, they would just blast out the park. Every time that it was right on the edge were some of the best shows that we've ever done. Yeah, I love that. love that. I love that. Absolutely love that. I've got so many questions about Let Live, actually, because I remember... Um, I mean, that's, that's what, 2014, you say? 2014, that, that, that festival run, Craig, yeah. Was, was working with a band like Let Live that is so active on stage? And, like, I've heard stories about ladders being in crowds and uh, yep. going up to front of house and stuff. Yep. Like, from, from a tour manager point of view. And that was just in the sound check. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Like, I remember Pingu <laughs> telling me one day that, like, uh, Jason just came up to front of house and was just there with him during the show with a ladder and it was uh, yep. amazing and like, Ross Ross killed in uh, Denmark that was yeah what that. a festival that is actually yeah I mean the catering at Ross Kilda <laughs> what is it like a 15 Michelin course star, star. unbelievable <laughs> ask like literally anyone listening to this ask anyone you know in a band who's played Ross Kilda and I guarantee you the first thing they ever say to you is catering <laughs> unbelievable hey, un unreal so, so, sorry can you interrupt here sorry, yeah, well, don't, I'm just like I've worked with some punk bands that like to kick up a, uh, uh, cause a storm as such. But, and you have promoters that will be like, well, you can't do that. You can't do this. And then me and Liam have talked about this loads where it's like, well, you fucking book the band. Like, you can't yeah. then not ask for the show. As yep. the tour manager for Let Live at the time, how was that? Did you just go with the, look, you booked us. This is, this is the show. I can't, you can't, as the tour manager, tell 
the band to not do their show, can you? Um, my um, I my my approach to things, um, Craig was um was kind of on a, an individual basis. Like um, mm-hmm. I would always I would send my advance emails um, and I would put in it and go, it's an active show, blah blah blah, but. I thought I don't want to have to convey over email about the potential ifs, buts, and whens just 100%. because things were sometimes done on a whim, yeah. um, and 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 I had no control over it. Yeah. Um, I think I knew that I always always had mutual respect with the band, and I knew that I could speak to them and go, "Look, this is a one hundred percent no go," and and everyone was cool with it. Um, yeah. So I would um, I would kind of. As I say, I would mention in the advance that it was a lively show and blah, blah, blah. And then when I got to the venue, I would speak to the rep or the promoter or whoever and be like that, right, what are the do's and don'ts? Don't, you know, don't ask me what we're going to do. Let's invert it. Give me the the do's and the don'ts and we can work with that. We carry all our own mics. We carry all our own cables. We ended up buying all our own mic stands. I mean... I think by, we're nearly touring bloody full production by the end. Because I was sick to death of, oh, right, we've bent that, we've, you know, and, and as soon as one thing's dinked out the way, then you get charged the full uh, whack for yeah, it. So yeah. we kind of, we took we took things into our own hands through common sense. But um, I would, <coughs> for me, it was all about communication. I would yeah. speak to the promoters. Um, and mate, to be honest, we exceptionally rarely had an issue okay. because... I was straight down the line. If they yeah. said this is an absolute one million percent no go, I would go and relate to the artist. Yeah, they would be like that. Fine, um, mm-hmm. but I mean, a, a lot of the times they would just they they would say like all of the obvious stuff. Um, yeah. But I'm sure that you both know um, Jason and the rest of the band were relatively creative yes. in their in their activities. So a lot of the time through that. I was in a position where I could be like that. Well, we you didn't, didn't do anything didn't that you didn't tell us <laughs> yeah, to do. Yeah. I mean, like we've, uh, it, it was, it was amazingly like we. The, the mark was never overstepped. I felt, yeah, um, yeah. it was just right on the edge. But I always knew that it was contained, yeah. and I was always, always there on stage at the side, normally unraveling bloody mic cables and yeah. whatnot, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you know, but. Um, <clears throat> Um, there was that. There was the mutual respect between me, the band, and with the crowd as well. <laughs> like, um, like, so like, Jason would never ever like stage dive into into like if if there was a far gap between the barrier and that. Because yeah. obviously, a grow a grown man of whatever like <laughs> twelve stone, somebody's potentially going to get hurt. You know, so I mean, there was there was never ever anything like that. Yeah. However, like if it was like. Um, a sold out show and if it was packed and whatnot and there was people stage diving and that then it, we, it was kind of assessed on the level of energy and the crowd that was in the room yeah. but um, as I say like for all that we probably come off stage and so many people probably viewed it as oh blah 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 you know they're going to get told off they're going to get this that must be a nightmare the the issues that we had were absolutely minimal. Now, with those bands as well, they they know what they're doing. They've been doing it for years before they get to a point where they can do it where mm-hmm. someone tells them not to. So they've kind of learned, in a way, how to behave in a slightly crazy way. Like, especially uh, like doing absolutely. like working with punk bands that have been doing house shows for twenty five years or whatever. Yeah. They know that like there's nothing they've not seen happen at those things. So yeah, like, they exactly. Can I, mean, I think and they can do that. Yeah. 
Yep, I think when you've been through the mill, can I, people have seen when people have been hurt, um, people will have had their scares and whatnot, and people tend to know the parameters. It's probably like the the younger bands who are yeah. like that, a bit more carefree, who maybe haven't toured properly before, yeah. Yeah. who are doing big venues for the first time, and then all of a sudden they go, oh, I think that's when the raps and the knuckles start to come in. Yeah. Luckily, yeah, my my experience of that has been very, very minimal. Mm. Um, it's, as I say, I've been very, very fortunate, but um, certainly with Let Live, mate, best best six years touring of my life. It was yeah. absolutely, it was terrific. I mean, don't get me wrong, there were bumps in the road along the oh, way. Like, course, yeah. some, sometimes we'd get out and the promoter would be waving the show stop form in your face and you'd be like that. <laughs> mate, we've, we've not even opened the truck to load in yeah. yet. I've not yeah, had yeah, a yeah. coffee. So don't get me wrong. There was some, sometimes at that, but even as soon as we got that, I would I would let them warm up. I would just let them see that that um, everyone was nice and cool and that we were chilled. But obviously, we were going to go and do our show. It was a high energy show, but it was based on respect for everyone, which was the overriding factor. I think that's the biggest point you can make there is that it's with respect to everyone as well. Like you say, yeah. I think it is with when you're working with punk bands and bands that have been through the middle a little bit and they've grafted for a long time and they've learnt their craft against younger bands. I've always found that when I've worked as a promoter rep and I've been doing a, a security brief or something similar or a show stop form um, with a younger band, they tend to to try and hide their their show True. from you a little bit because they're worried True. that you're going to tell them off. Whereas yeah. like the way I always put it across is like I'm not telling you, no, you can't do these things. What I'm asking is, can you tell me what you're planning to do so that myself and the rest of the team here can plan ourselves accordingly to make sure that this happens the way you want it to happen? Yep. Mate, uh, Liam, you've literally hit the nail on the head. Mate, can I, I, I'll, I'll always like, say to any of these, I, I guess, as, as we say, normally slightly younger bands, yep. maybe up and coming, I'll just say to them, guys, I'm on your side. Like, can yeah, I? I have, exactly. I've, I've grown up like going to shows for like 25 years now. You know, can I? I've, I've, I've seen the majority of it. I've yeah. done the majority of it. I guarantee what you're going to do is not going to shock me in mm -hmm. any way, shape, or form. Like, I've got bloody showstop tattooed on my knuckles. <laughs> <love Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, can I? You know, you're in the best of hands. However, if you do something and you don't tell me, I'm going to be upset. And mm -hmm. I don't want this to fall out. Exactly. That, that's that's always my go-to line. If people if people try and pull the wool over my eyes, that's that's when we start to knock heads. But as, yeah. as I mean, even with kind of other bands, it's been very very few and far between. Yeah, that, I've, I've, that as a rep, I've had to say to people, by the way, that was bang out of order, um, and I hope it's not going to happen again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's in fact, I can't even remember the last time that I've had to have that conversation. No, likewise, actually. It's been a long time, actually, since I've had to have that conversation. I've yeah, been, I mean, a few years now, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, in fact, I, I actually, as I'm thinking, I actually can't remember. It's pr probably 2017 was the last time that I properly had to kind of get, get, get the old thumbscrews tightened. Oh, yeah. But even at that, I can't even remember the time before that. So it yeah. just shows that it's been, it's been a, a pretty rare few commodity. Few and far between as such, yeah. In, indeed, yeah. yeah. So, so um, you've obviously, you've worked in the industry for like quite a long time now, but you started as a promoter, right? Is that is that correct? Yeah, mate, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I started as a, um, as a promoter, did my first show in 2001. Wow. Crikey. 
Who was yeah. that? Who was your first show you put on? Do you remember? First show was, um, yes, it was a band called Worm. I can't remember where they were from. Maybe, maybe um, like Halifax or something. Okay. Um, them and this other local band from Glasgow called Lost Destructors, just a, a three-chord punk band. Nice. Um, and then another band called Divide from Glasgow, kind of like, I guess a bit like H2O engaged, kind of like straight up, straight up, fast, melodic, hardcore. Um, mm. I think there was a ska band on the bill. It was 2001, <laughs> Don't Judge Me. Big MySpace bill, I love that, yeah. <laughs> check, check trousers and baseball caps to the side, all, all yeah. of that. Yeah, you, you both would have been skanking, don't lie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I would have been there in my checkered vans. Living the dream, my big sky I still wear checkered vans. You do Nothing wrong with checkered vans. I think um, that that was that was my um, my my very very first show. I did some more local shows after that. I started booking touring bands in two thousand and four. Yeah. Um, booked like all, all the kind of usual stuff like. Um, most precious blood, knuckle dust, um, leftover crack, yeah. um, all of the Ian Armstrong hidden talent roster, probably four times over, all of the MED stuff. Um, I think I got in just as Metallicy was going into um, what, whatever it became. We did a couple of shows with Hank, like did Chimera, Gorgoroth. Um, wow. So we did, did quite a lot of metal stuff as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I did Enter Shikari's like second Glasgow show. So there's kind of, there was some gems along the way. Um, I worked in venues. I ran the Glasgow Barfly for two years. I worked at Ivory Blacks for two years. Oh, um, Ivory Blacks? Fucking Ivory I Black. completely yeah. forgot about that venue. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, and then, and then from there, um, I, I can't. I, I had some backline, and I bought a van to shift about the backline. Nice. And then I started driving vans, and then before you know it, um, it, b- before I know it, me and you it's were in so Alexander Palace. Yeah, it just flies like that, didn't it? And for some reason, we both convinced folk that we knew what we were doing, <laughs> and there we were. I love that. During that whole advance process, we were both like, "We're all right, you know, we've got this. We've got two heads on it. It'll be fine." And you just kept saying, "I don't know how we've managed it, Liam. We've managed to convince people that we're in charge of this and we know what we're doing. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's, 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 mate, it's wide open. It's terrifying. Yeah. If if this is the standard of repping to a manager, <laughs> some, somebody God needs help. <laughs> no, 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 mate, mate. I think I think we both know, mate. With our experience, we we belted out the park. Two two I of my so, most yeah. two of my most favourite shows of life. Last year, a band I wanted to work with for so so long. The stars never actually aligned, um, and what a great way to close out in um, 2019. Yeah, it was. It's amazing. crazy though. Like even like, as you, as you guys are saying, like that's a huge show that you kind of went in and tackled. But I think it says a lot about if you've got a sensible head on your shoulder, you can really take on a lot. Like almost any size show production, in my opinion. Absolutely, Craig. I think um, for me, it's it's very much about um, knowing the venue. Like, um, Uh certainly from a rep's perspective, um, no matter how experienced you are, if you've not been to a venue before, like you might have toured for 20 years, Mm -hmm. but if you go and do, I don't know, let's say someone like Rita Ora at the Royal Albert Hall. Mm -hmm. Royal Albert Hall's a very, very specific venue. Rita Ora, obviously, um, A-list artist. Um, Things need to be right. And if you're going in for the first time and the production manager says to you, 
where's the fire exit, where's the toilet? I, I and myself like to be able to go third door on the right, up the corridor, out the side, and then it's second on your yeah. left. Whereas if you've not been in the building before, that familiarisation doesn't come as quickly. Um, yes, yeah. I'm, <clears throat> I'm a big fan of going to do site visits. I was going to say, if, do you if, push if, for a site visit likewise, in that situation? Mate, likewise. Ab, ab, absolutely, mate. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I, I've gone to quite far lengths for site visits before. Um, as I say, just so as when someone asks you a question... You've got that confidence, and it and it's not. Oh, uh, I'm actually not sure. Let me get back it, to you on that kind of thing. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, no one wants to hear I've not done this venue before. No, yeah, you know, it doesn't fill you with confidence. <laughs> like the, the the PM and the TM wants to hear bang or hang on, mate, give me two secs. You yeah. know, and yeah. I'll. Let me very quickly refresh my memory. I mean, <clears throat> it's one of the ones I get the folk go. Oh, I've not been to this venue in years. Then. You know, but it's that one. It's just about familiarity for me. Yeah. But personally, as a rep, um, just about giving that answer confidently to whoever's asking me. Love that. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. That like you say, that's exactly what you want from a rep is that solid confidence in the venue. Like you say, I've I've always done that as well. Tried to push to get some site visits when I've been repping shows. <laughs> Fortunately, a lot of the shows that I've done in venues as a rep are places that I've toured through. So it's been quite nice. Yep. I've already known it a little Ma- bit. Yeah. I mean, um, it's um, it's not the same for me, Liam. Like, I mean, when, when I'm out with Creeper now, um, I look and I go, all right, and like, and I'll let you know the venue inside yep. out because I've repped yep. and tourmised there so many times. Perfect. You yeah. know, it's like that... Blah 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 blah, and and it's no way demeaning it. It's just the fact that I I already know, like I'll, yeah. and even down to stuff like what the weight capacity on the fly bar is, yeah, you know, that's good. that. Yeah, I mean, mate, I, there's just certain things that stick in my head, and yeah. I'm like that. All right, cool, and it just makes when someone asks a question, you can answer it straight yeah. away. Um, obviously, something like that, I would go. I'm absolutely sure it's I don't know whatever 150 kilos, but let me triple check just yeah. in case anything's changed. Yeah, but so, before somebody goes and buys a backdrop, yeah. 150 <laughs> kilos, and then they can't hang it. So with that in mind, obviously, like you say, looking at a tour poster for a band you tour manage, and you're like, yeah, been there, been there, been there. You know all the information about the venues. Have you ever been in a situation where you're repping a show for a band you used to tour manage or used to work with? Um, because I could imagine in that situation, there's a little bit of a difficulty with when you come to settle the show, obviously being friends with a band that you used to work with or uh, and working with the promoter as well, having that sort of push and pull between the two, is it? Um, um, I think the, um, the 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 main band that I actually had with them, Fever Three Three Three. Oh yes. Having termized Let Live, I'm I'm <clears throat> I'm now the promoter's rep. Um, yep. I mean, I'll I'll be completely honest, mate. I'm always one hundred percent transparent down the line about about Absolutely. everything yeah. because I feel that it doesn't matter what. Um, what the discrepancy is, be it five pounds or be it five grand, there yeah. shouldn't be one. No. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I I can only go on what I do personally. I never care if anyone thinks that I'm a square or this, that, or the next thing. I'm always completely straight down the line. Um, so long as everything's been discussed in advance, mm-hmm. if there's excess production costs, if catering's going over, if we want to cut the crew, if we need to, I don't know, if we're bringing in a video wall, we need a rigger and it's maybe not the budget, we need to yeah. look at it. Mm-hmm. So long as those conversations have happened between myself, 
the production manager or the tour manager, the promoter has signed it off, and the venue are all kosher with it, then it's it's a pretty it's a pretty straight straightforward affair as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah. Obviously, my thing is that um, to that there's never any need to waste money. My thing is all about saving money as much as everyone can. Like, mm -hmm. there's no point in having four crew for stop-ons if the opening act is an acoustic, you know, and, and, yeah, and yeah. there's nothing to be done. So stuff like that, or there's no... Or like I'll always say to people, do you want your full rider bought in or have you got... 20 bottles of Hellman's mayonnaise from the last yeah. 20 shows <laughs> that, you, that you don't need to spend three pounds on. Yeah. And what, what can we cut back? And if they say we want the full lot, absolutely fine. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's the artist's money, yeah. you know, but I'll, I'll always do due diligence and check. Obviously, any quotes from suppliers, I'll get three quotes in. Mm -hmm. um, if I have a standing mm -hmm. relationship with someone, I'll obviously take the production manager Here's who I work with. I was doing multiple shows and see if I can maybe pull in a deal that way. Nice. Obviously, again, just, just to, just to kind of help in terms of the overall finance because there's never ever never any point in wasting money for the sake of not sending an email. It goes back to what you were saying earlier with like, we, we are all here trying to pull off the same thing Everyone wants to go home with a paycheck. Everyone wants to go home it, smiling. Like it's... It, it, ex Exactly, mate, exactly. Yeah. I think... Um, I say, certainly for me, sometimes it's just about just checking with everyone. The the one thing that no one wants on the day is to turn around and say, why didn't I get told that? Um, yeah. Mate, I've, I've seen it happen. I've had it happen to me. Yeah, and sometimes same. it's the most minute detail. Yeah. But certainly over like the last three years, it's made me so thorough, like yeah. just checking, you know, this, this, and this. And obviously there comes a level of common sense, like, if the PA is nine pounds forty six over budget, yeah. you know, um, I'm I'm not going to check that with the production manager. They've got enough on the go. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm either going to go, that's fine, or I'm going to say to the PA company, "Come on, you fuck, round it up." <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. drop the fucking tenner. <laughs> exactly. I'll, I'll I'll buy a pint at the end of the show. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's either going to be that, but if like we're into, I don't know it's going to be £300 over, then obviously it's just checking that this is all right. Even even if we're, I, I don't know, even if we're into like the, the 20 grand region, I'm still going to check that amount because it's still a sizable amount yeah, in terms of the overall budget of the show. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, that's that's a very, very good diplomatic answer there, to be honest, because I've, I've been thinking about it a little while because obviously I've had a few bands that I've worked with and then I've, I've been asked to rep the shows and I've always just said no. I don't want to do it. Oh, because, interesting, interesting. Because I, w I don't want to be put in a position where someone from a from the band or the new tour manager or the promoter is is saying, "Can you just do that for me? Can you just do us a favour? Sneak yeah, us a little yeah, bit just more kind of sweep it under the carpet. You know, can you sweep us a little bit something? And I don't want to be yeah. put in that position where I'm like, oh, I've got a job to do, and I yeah, also, I mean, you know, it's it's very difficult. Yeah. I think. I mean, um, I can I can definitely see. How, I guess I guess it very much depends on the act. I guess Liam. Um, yeah, I could that. see. I could see how the ship could steer into those waters. I think it's um, very easy to do. So, so yeah, so so to speak. But I guess if 
like I mean, obviously with the likes of the fever, I I I know that everyone's there for the same reason, yeah. and that there wasn't going to be any of that. However, mm-hmm. I also know that there's some other artists out there who are maybe perhaps a bit more financially driven, who are like that. Oh, can we do X Y? And they obviously they they maybe even think that it's their opportunity to pull a that's, bit of a fly one. That's exactly what I'm saying. They they sort of like oh, but you know, size my mate, size will sort me out. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> I'll I'll get it sorted. I'll speak to Sai. And then when you say no. They're like, what? what the fuck? I thought we were mates. Yeah. You're put in that position. Yeah. If yeah. anyone's going to do that cool. to you, then they're a twat anyway. And then there is that, yeah. That's the way I, mean, I stand right? Yeah, I mean, no, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely, Craig. I mean, I think it's, it's perhaps about um, for 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 seeing who you're going to be working with, yeah. and if you, and and you've obviously known in advance, Liam, and fair, fair play to you for saying um, this isn't the show for me. So you're not putting those then those positions. Absolute fair fair play to you. That's the only way I could think of doing it, to be honest. Um, yeah, but I mean, like I say, with your 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 answer there has been um, very diplomatic, and I think that actually makes a lot more sense than just going, nah, no, thank nah. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be all right, mate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we've got, I reckon, we're at about 45 minutes in, so I'm going to ask you some of our talking, touring questions. Are you F- ready Fire it? away. Fire away, Craig. I'm in. Go, go, go. <laughs> all right, you ready? So, and it's a horrible one. I hate this question, but top five venues. Top five venues. And why? Oh. <laughs> 500 <laughs> words okay. on each, please. Okay, yeah. um, Barlands in Glasgow because without a fucking doubt, mate, because it's it's the best venue, it's the best crew, and I will literally get into a fist fight with anyone who disagrees. <laughs> venue venue number two, um, Brixton Academy. Again, yeah, um, fantastic. Again, mate, the the feeling of doing my first Brixton show. I did Limp Biscuit there for my first ever show. Oh my um, god, the. The feeling of accomplishment, I, I felt like I'd made it. I, I remember sitting in the office at the end of the night going, I'm a real rep. I'm a real rep. Yeah, I'm yeah. in Brixton Academy. Amazing. I'm a real rep. Um, I, I mean, I've, I've done some amazing shows in Brixton. It's it's literally t- top of the tree. It's um, such a beautiful do, venue. It's I so great. It it's, can be. If it's, if it's a shit gig at Brixton, it's the worst. But if it's a great gig, it's the best. I, I remember doing um well me and Liam were on a tour with the band called uh, Sam Henshaw and uh one night we went out 10 minutes after doors that's the only thing I'd say is the shitty thing with Brixton is if you're a support act if you're an opening act you're not going to have a good time because you are like you say you're you're going to be on stage 10 minutes after doors it's you're going to have a very big room to be empty 150 people in there if you're lucky yeah I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I get um, if it's um, if it's maybe a slightly older act, or if people are there predominantly for the headline act, yeah. it mm. it, de- it definitely it can be a a wide room to fill out early doors. Obviously, if, you, if you've got a younger act with a younger audience, it fills up super quickly. Yeah. Um, but I guess, yeah, certainly. Um, I don't know if you're with like, say, I, I don't know, a heritage indie act like Shed Seven or someone, yeah. and maybe the fans are in the pub and they're coming for nine o'clock to see the band. Perhaps then support act, if unknown, could be thrown a wee bit to the wolves. Yeah, but, um, yeah. but I mean, if in that situation, again, I'll always try and push it back as I Absolutely, can yeah, to, yeah. To, to give to give everyone a, a good shot at the title. But um, in terms of atmosphere, in terms of staff and everything, Brixton definitely number two. Um, <clears throat> number three, probably Ali Pali. To be honest, oh, um, yeah. I like it there. Uh, um, I like I like the vibe. I like um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I think it's it's got quite a nice homely vibe to it. It's got a it's got a nice feel to it. Um, I I definitely don't feel the same when I walk into Wembley. I, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what the difference is. Um, but Wembley's for me, always cold. I mean, it, fucking it, Ali Pali's freezing during the day. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, I, I will agree with both. Um, <laughs> Ali Pali's um, a tad chilly during the day, um, but Craig, yeah. Um, in fact, I was in, I was in Wembley a year past in March. I think we, we loaded in at four in the morning, as I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate, mate, yeah. The show. I think we took twenty trucks in. It was wild. Holy but I remember shit. thinking, I was like. It's fucking freezing. <laughs> I mean, within ten minutes, I was walking about. I was getting things up and running. But um, yeah. yeah, definitely, Ali Pali. Um, I, I don't know. Just a really, really nice atmosphere. Again, amazing staff. Like the staff in there are great. Um, like you can you can go to them with anything. <laughs> Excuse me. And it's always here's the solution or here are the options. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. everyone really really great in there um let me think number four where um number four this caught me a bit off guard um (laughs) these are all um, uk so far have you got any european ones that you love um actually a weird one for you and me very weird one um half and clang in hamburg half and clang really small dingy club um down down by the waterside um okay done there with let live a few times done there with creeper um on the first run as well just mm. <clears throat> one of those really really dark dingy German punk venues, but yeah. uh, um, but it just had that vibe to it. It had like that kind of toilet tour vibe to it, but it felt really homely. Like yeah. you didn't feel like you were going to get TB from sitting on the seat. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It, it felt it felt safe, but it still was very very genuine. Um, like the just everything about it, the way it's laid out, the backstage area, every everything's really really good there. I really like it. Kind of similar, I guess, to to Molotov in Hamburg in mate, a similar it, it, way. Yeah, exactly, mate. That exactly. Always, it, you know, it, carbon it looks, coffee. It looks like a real dingy shithole from outside, but as soon as you get in, you get welcomed very nicely by like the local crew that work there. You get very welcomed very nicely by the staff in the venue. The backstage is cool. It's nicely laid out. It's it's a good show. Yeah, I'll have to remember that one. I've yeah, that yeah. Half and Klein, mate. Big fan. Um, I think that the last one, um, probably the one of the maddest shows that I've ever done in my career, um, oh. Fibber McGee's in Dublin. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> I can imagine that was an absolute fucking riot. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go into the details, but <laughs> there was, um, there was, um, uh, there was an allocation of tickets that were accidentally left on sale for the show that we were oh, doing. Oh shit! And, uh, <clears throat> I went down for the changeover, and I was like. Fuck me, man! If somebody farted in the corner, somebody would pop out the door. Yeah. Like, what is what is going on here? And I said to the promoter, I was at that. Can 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 we have a look at what's actually going on here, mate? And he's at that. Oh, um, I, I did mean to tell you. Um, oh. we've, we've accidentally left X on C tickets, and I was like, 
oh, mother of Christ. And I was at yeah. that, well, everyone's in. I mean, it was a Friday night in Dublin. I was at that, everyone's in, everyone's steaming. And then, mate, I yeah. had to go and tell the band. We literally had to, like, crowd surf the guitarist onto the stage. <laughs> because no way. we couldn't get on. Um, mate, and there was these, like, rafters. Everyone, first song, everyone was hanging Up from them. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, it my God. Was, but um, again, yeah, like d- definitely one of my favourite venues. Just again, just from an atmosphere perspective, like um, Love that. don't get me wrong, it's a bit unorthodox how you need to go out the back and up the stairs to the backstage. So it's definitely got its quirks. But nonetheless, uh, for, for the shows that I've done, and they've maybe done about ten shows in there, yeah. um, and every time, I think the first time I went was with Madball in two thousand and nine. Um, I bet that was amazing. And, Mate, that that was that was off the charts as well, um, and that kind of set the bar. Um, but definitely, the last time that I was there, the time that I was referring to, it, I was at that. This is on the map for me, one hundred percent. Oh my Brilliant. god! Yeah, I've never done it, but I can imagine Friday night central Dublin in a venue like that is just. I, I bet the street outside was just as rammed as it was in the fucking venue. Oh mate, it was like the last days of Saigon. <laughs> it was, um, it was, it was mental. Like, uh, it's really, like the room is like a bar at the back and then it funnels out into the show. So everyone piles in. I mean, everyone's balls deep, no barrier. As oh, I say, yes. like, I mean, uh, obviously, no no security down the front. It was, yeah. a, it was a fucking free-for-all, but it was it, it's right up there for me in terms of um, venues and shows, just as what an amazing show it was. Um, the sound, sound guy, um, the house guy there was amazing as well, worked with us, and he was at the end. Oh, that was amazing, you know, and told us about... That's one of the best feelings in the world when the house guy goes, that was a wicked show. Yeah. It it was, mate. And, like, you know, he was was quite an older guy. It was maybe, Mm. I want to say, like, 58, maybe even 60. And then he started talking to us about, like, bad brains and strife and chromags. And they were like, holy fuck, you look like somebody's grandpa and you're obviously as punk as they come. So, mate, mate, again, and even he said himself, he was like that, We've never seen a show like that just because yeah. it was it was so mad. But yeah, the Fibber McGee's number five on the on the on the board. Right, great, sure great. Answer. A real picture there. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another one of our talking touring questions is um if you had to like have one thing that you take on tour, and this can be as a, a rep or a tour manager, what would it be? Like, what can't one, you live without on tour? Or, Dead, dead, dead easy, Craig. My torch. Ah, that's a good one. Yeah. My torch, because the number of times that somebody will go, I don't know, can you get that person? Can you get that case out of the way? Can you get this? Yeah. Can you get somebody's attention when the music's obviously blaring out and everyone's got earplugs in and blah, blah, blah? Yeah. For me, um, the torch is the ultimate get out of jail. Yeah, yes. I'm going to listen to all of these podcasts at the end of it and just write a checklist of things that I need to say. It's my new packing list. <laughs> Torch, cigarettes, yeah. earplugs, yeah. tickets. You see, I thought you were going to say um, incense diffuser, to be honest. Um, not going to lie, mate, it's, um, it's a very, very close second, yeah. certainly for the production office. Um, in terms of practicality, a torch. In terms of luxury, definitely a diffuser and essential oils I to mean, make sure that the vibes no. are correct. You it's know, amazing. I mean, it's... 
Liam, I'm, I'm sitting here with one night here. Of course here. you are. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I mean, I, I love sharing a, a production office with you because it always smells fucking amazing. And I've been oh. lucky enough as well now to get that scent in my home because obviously you started making candles as well. Of course, mate. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's, I, I tell you why I do it, mate, because like, I found that so many times people would barge into offices and they'd be like that, right, I need whatever, mm-hmm. passes, catering, blah, 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 you know, or I don't know, who the fuck sent the rigger home before we come in feeling? And you'd be sitting, you going, all right, aye, here we go. But if folk come in, they go, right, oh, wait a minute, it smells lovely. <laughs> it smells you know, nice, <laughs> you know? And then, a really good point. And then straight away, when I launch into, oh, it's amber, bergamot, and patchouli, they're like that, sorry, mate, who are you for? <laughs> you know, I like well, it's, it's just, it's a good talking point, mate, or if somebody Definitely. comes in and they goes, is that cedar wood? I go, oh, it, yes, it is, you know, it's this oil. And it's just, it's a good topic of conversation. Yeah. And it, it builds a bridge with someone straight away, you know, and then by the time they've said that, they go, oh, oh mate, I was going to ask, can can um, can the two stop-ons do the changeover? And you go, oh, yeah, sure. Instead of somebody coming in and going, where the fucking stop-ons? It's yeah, mate. It's just a wee, a wee stopgap, just to kind of just to keep everyone nice and calm. It's, it's something I think as well that gives you like uh, something to be remembered by as well. Like I think we said um, on the episode two of the podcast with Rog Davis, his his um, item was chewing gum. Okay. And it was like, well, everyone always likes the guy with chewing gum. It's always a good thing yep. to have. You know, you've always got gum. You make a lot of friends. I think it's similar to that in that it's like it's something that you'll always be remembered for. It's like, who's the promoter rep? I think you know. Oh, yeah. It's, it's got it's the really guy nice that, smelling. Yeah. It's the guy that smelled like a tarts handbag. <laughs> yeah. <the day. laughs> like, oh, yeah. Exactly. That was a really good show last time. Boy, yeah. We're going to be all right. We're in good hands. I like yeah. it. So yeah. memorable. Dre- no, I love Dre- it. Dreadful rep, but the office smelled terrific. <laughs> 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 so, what drew you on then to making candles obviously now it's obviously covid so <clears throat> you can't work as we usually do was that sort of just like a natural fuck it i'll make candles um, or was it yeah i mean obviously like um i've i've collected them um, cologne and scent for years mate and mm. I've, i'm really really into it um <clears throat> and i think yeah i thought i want to create something with um fluidity to it that can be adapted to different situations in different ways um and after a bit of um I guess, creative thinking from myself, because it's the first platform that I've used to be creative with. Yeah. Um, I kind of, it just, it came into its own. Um, Obviously, I I made the candles after many, many hours of trial and error. Yeah. Um, I decided that I wanted the brand to be faceless, but to be luxury and to be adaptable to to reach out to, I guess, kind of the... I guess everyone in society, but for it to almost like have a magnitude towards like the punks, the hardcore kids, the graffiti artists, the kind of all um, what's what all the kind of misfits of the world, if you will, yeah. mm-hmm. who were still able to connect with it um, on like a brand on a brand level, as opposed to like I, I don't know maybe other luxury brands out there that people wouldn't give it a second look at. I just wanted it to have a spin on it and to be like welcoming to everyone. But as I say, for those kind of misfits of the world to feel at home with it as well. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think, think you've definitely cool. nailed that. I mean, I've I've got a couple in my house, and like they don't feel like a Yankee candle. They don't sit in that like sort That's of. That's the like, right answer. Yeah, they don't feel like you know like a, <laughs> a Yankee candle is kind of like a mum present. You know what I mean? Some of them smell lovely, yeah. and they are really nice. Some of them, but they're a bit of a mum present. I wouldn't have one in my house. Whereas... Um, absolutely, mate. Yeah, I mean, ours are. Um, it's just basically a. Uh, I guess a luxury brand that's accessible to everyone. That's you know, it. I mean, from from our perspective, I want someone to pick up the candle and go that this this feels great and almost like get um, a subtle energy sense from it and then be like, I don't know what it is, but there's more to this than mm-hmm. meets the eye, but that's I don't it. know what. I like that. There's, um, mysterious. There's, yeah, mate. I, well, that—that's why the brand's faceless. Like, yeah. you know, people will see like the hands and stuff and the various bits and bobs. But um, I like obviously people in the industry that I work with. People know it's me, but to the masses and as we build, it's always going to stay that way. It's mm-hmm. always, always going to stay faceless. But with that level of intriguement, so as people are just always wondering, like, who, who, who's making these luxury candles? But uh, obviously heavily tattooed, involved in various things <laughs> like music and whatnot, you know? It just, it keeps that air of mystique. Yeah, definitely, Amazing. definitely. And like you say, it gives you the opportunity to do a few different things and experiment as well, which is great. Exactly. I mean, we've got many, many irons in the fire for 2021. Exciting. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the one. Well, that's start, the one. I, think, I think that's a really good point where we can just kind of wind this down if that's right we've kind of hit an hour um yep no brilliant mate it's been such fun yeah i'd love to say it's been so nice to see your face like everyone else will get to see it but it's so good to see you and hear your voice and just chat again man it's been it's it's been great it's been so good just to kind of set um chat chat things through that kind of talk about stuff that's relevant to everyone talk about kind of old shows and stuff that we've all done it's it's been yeah. so good just kind of sitting chilling catching up it's, it's been wicked guys thank you very much for that's having it. me thank you very much for coming on really appreciate it man Thank you for